Uh, what was I thinking? Welcome to Sunday Skypers. This is just a quick note to apologize for some of the slight audio problems in this one. Wilhelm's connection was a little weak, and we hear some of Todd's animal friends in the background a little bit. But overall, I don't think it's too bad. Also, if you want to skip character creation and banter stuff, jumped about uh, 20 minutes or so in. There will be a resolution to this little story, though probably not in the next episode. Enjoy. I have come completely prepared with nothing but cheese. <laughs> ah! I just scurried about and fixed up something uh, for the SNS game, just in case. So there's always that. Just to humor me, SNS is swords and sorcery. Oh yes, the the fate sword and sorcery thing that we played sometimes. I think this is one that you play when I'm not around, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, if you ever listen to the podcast, there's been a couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're supposed to listen to our own podcast? Well, these are the ones that you were on, weren't on, so they would be new to you. I think this is the thread with the yeah. characters from our forum, uh, but I think, like, the explanation is on MTMJ. Oh, oh, wait, I thought that was the setting description. No, that that's the actual character. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> There is no particular setting beyond what's implied. You know, you, you, you like pick a place, much like the old popes, you know, you write, you start from paragraph one, write something weird and, um, well, start with it. Weird. How is the thief's, uh, name pronounced? Talotamanta. That's how I pronounce it anyway, but since, since John took possession of it, my, I don't wish to dictate that anymore. Okay. He can call it whatever he wants. Because and the Aztecs were really funky with the pronunciations. I mean, <laughs> X kind of comes out as a CH sound. So you can see yeah. words that begin with X that are actually pronounced chocolate. He's not supposed to be, you know, any particular thing. Ah. It's more a, 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 an amalgam. It's like, you know, Aztecs meets Howard's Picts meets, I don't know, stuff. Like, I don't know, uh, Mowgli, but with look, snakes look. instead of... Yes. Uh, so now you have our character thread, the character thread I posted way back when, and the thread where I presented the stuntless faked version that I proposed to play this kind of story with. You have, you have done something that has blown my mind. You referred to mm-hmm. Robert E. Howard as Bob. <laughs> Did I? Yes. It's like, Bob Howard, who in the hell is that? Oh! Where did I write that again? The very first line. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, yeah, Two Gun Bob. <laughs> I, I've read his stuff before puberty, okay? And <laughs> never, I never associated Bob with Robert E. Howard. Just, <laughs> and the thing is, I like Bob as a name. Bob, Bob, Baloo, Bob. Boo. But I just never crossed those wires before. Uh, no, I, I um, uh, lurked on the like uh, Kona.com forums for years and years in the early 2000s and, uh, you know, uh, soaked my whole being in um, that whole uh, revision, decampian, non-decampian stuff. So, um, 
you know, I've, I've seen all manner of monikers, and that, and that may bleed into, you know, that. Fair enough. Uh, it could be one of those things where, face-to-face, he preferred Bob to Robert E. <laughs> it's just... I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just think that he may have been referred to as Two-Gun Bob by his, uh, like, his buddies. Ah, okay. Cool beans. <laughs> I don't know who came up with the first, or if it's uh, you know an appellation that came later after he, after his death or something. But um, yeah, there you have it, Bob Howard. Yay, Bob, Bob E. Howard. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess my take is uh, just as much Clark Ashton Smith in that I tend to prefer a little less pseudo history and a little more just wild out there stuff. Uh, you know, like you 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 know. You have some points of recognition or familiarity, but it's not like you can say, oh, okay, these are totally fake Spaniards or uh, something. <laughs> As opposed to, say, the North, it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works still. I mean, you know, I, I I can't well say no to it when we have, crap, Dirk's character. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. I mean, uh, that's fine. Uh, I think uh, he said he's the last of them anyway, so <laughs> it's just a frozen waste anyway. <laughs> This is an option. You know, you need to whip up a character, of course, or pick one. That's what John did. Well, uh, what are my options uh, if we wanted to do something quickly rather than spend an hour on character creation? Hopefully it won't take an hour. What you need is six aspects based on, you know, the common on sword and sorcery tropes. Uh, and you pick, let's see, the, the pyramid is a bit uh, narrower. As you can see, you get six skills out of 12. Uh, the twelve are blood, sweat, fuse, steel, cool, sense, guile, provoke, befriend, sorcery, faces, and pilot. And pilot means to pilot vessels like boats. Or fucked flying lizards. I don't know. If, if you really want. <laughs> I'm not that kinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, boss or demons, then. That works, too. No, I suppose fucking the mind lizards would give you an important ally. Flying. I don't, I don't know. Did, did you hear me saying mind lizards? That's what it came across to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you fly mind lizards. <laughs> Not without toughening some lotus first. <laughs> if you want examples, there's that uh, whole thread uh, that I linked well, just before the... Um, uh, sure. Uh, real quick while I'm clicking and s- switching about. Garvar, is that our, how we're pronouncing that? Yeah. Hey. Bonus points. He is Big Bad Mojo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Barbarian shaman type. Call him Papa Bear. Sounds like he needs a sword-wielding companion in the civilized lands. <laughs> Works for me. Should I go with a holy man that kills people? Or would that upset our demon of the wastes? <laughs> Demons of the Waste are the opposition, not, uh... Oh, so you, so you, you've had some demon hunting experience then? Yes. Oh! Epic! Okay. Oh, I should just run Elric and that, that, that would put everything on par. Did I miss something? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just reading through the, uh, tragic last sentence of, uh, Garavar's, uh, description. Ah, yeah, very Michael Moorcockian kind of. Uh, it's like you are here to save your people. Your people are all dead. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. B 
be creative. <laughs> we'll steal, steal gloriously. Yeah, yes, yes. That's what I do. We'll steal an old D&D character name because that's why you'd play D&D, so you could steal it in the future, right? That's, that's, <laughs> this character comes from character I play. It wasn't D&D, but it was similar genre. We're going to go with kind of a Errol Flynnish bloodletting kind of guy. His name is going to be Rydak Zionblade. In D&D terms, he would be called a dexterity fighter. Okay. So he's a mouser. Yes. Damn! Okay. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do things like two blades are better than one. Sure. Acrobat with attitude. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> the, the, he uh, does the swashbuckling acrobatic thing. I don't know, it just sounded good because it was two A's. I like alliterations. <laughs> So he has a flair to it. He requires an audience, if possible. He, mm. He's that kind of acrobat. Uh, the Errol Flynn swashbuckling type acrobat, as opposed to the uh, thief in the middle of the night walking a tightrope acrobat. So you yeah. can compel it to make him do stupid stunts. He could do the easy way or this other way, which is... Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, see, acrobat would have been boring, but ac- acrobat with attitude, yeah, that, 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 that adds a little extra adrenaline to the mix. Take the stairs or leap onto the chandelier and swing across the room. I have to definitely go with, go with the chandelier. How do we want to do the damsel in distress thing? Um, how do you mean... Like, can't resist the damsel in distress. How do I turn that into a positive, though? You know, make it a reason, a motivation, maybe. So, you know, whenever he's doing that, or, or um, that's his goal, you could invoke it, I guess. So, something like, at his best, when flirting with the dam... No. no. <laughs> so, flirting with danger. <laughs> that sounds okay. That sounds fine. It might maybe intersect with the acrobat thing, but you know we're, we're still pounding out aspects, so it, it's it's not up really yet. Let's see what it looks like when you're done with all the okay. things. Okay. Well, last time we played, so, you know, people had some aspect that they defined in play, and or that. Uh, true. True. I mean, if you want to go that way, we could do that as well. Uh, that was actually that was actually kind of kind of fun. Like the first time we tried it, and people just went with a concept. And picked like, okay, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be good with sorcery and I'm a priest of blah. And as we went along, they, they just invented new aspects to pull them out of their hat when, um, when they needed it. Like, uh, Anna's brilliant 180 on her, um, uh, like, uh, the waif she protected. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she had the aspect of, uh, questionable loyalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you got, like, plot twists worked into the story. Okay, well, let's go with four then. We have two blades okay. are better than one. Acrobat with an attitude. At his best when flirting with dangers and, with danger and damsels. And rolls with a punch. So we have blood, sweat, fuse, steel, cool, sense, guile, provoke, befriend, sorcery, faces, and pilot. Let's see. And is it like plus three, plus two, plus one? One, three, two twos, and three ones. Okay. So, consi- so consider what, what is like the most important for you. And what could possibly be used in place of another skill if you were to lock down an aspect. 
So say that you have like acrobatical attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you could use your sweat instead of uh, instead of steel to to fight in an acrobatic manner, something like that. So then you might not have to take steel if you want to be that kind of character. Mm-hmm. But then you would, of course, have to have fake points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's no refresh, so um, you may not actually always have it. Well, this guy's really good with a blade, obnoxiously good with a blade. Mm-hmm. So I could. S- See him with a steel of three and a sweat of two. And what does blood do? Blood is your general toughness and resilience. And in the very first example character, I put it at the top because I, I gave him an aspect called, um, let's see, phenophiliac furor, uh, which is basically when he gets really drunk, he gets really horrible. Uh, and so when you lock down that aspect, you use blood instead of steel or fuse. Or, well, I think we're going to go with... Right. It, a cool of two because he's that kind of guy. All right, cool inspirational, inspirational, cool. Yeah. Let's see. And faces at a plus one. No piloting whatsoever. That's what other people are paid to do. <laughs> the friend sounds like the charismatic kind of guy that he is. We should probably add. Ah, choices, choices. Why am I writing this down? I should just wait for you to finish and have yes, you post it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about that too. I was just like, what is that sound? Oh, that's the sound of excess energy and futility. <laughs> I'm rusty, okay. Uh, so what's, okay, guile is silver tonguedness? Guile is everything tricky, uh, from sneaking to lying to, uh, having, uh, just the right thing or plan or, yeah. Okay, and faces? Duplicitude. And faces? Faces is contacts. People you know and can can um, draw upon for information and help and so forth. Almost there. One more to go. Ah, I'm just wondering, do I want to be clueless or resourceful? I think we'll have to go with sense. Okay. Thank you. And I will tell you right now, Zion Blade. I do not know that means if he is a fighter of Zion or a fighter for Zion, because I chose that name before I even knew what the hell Zion was. It was a... <laughs> It was a Z word, and I thought it was cool. I guess you could always change it to S-C-I-O-N. No. <laughs> <laughs> Though that is neat in its own way. we got to have the Z in there. Otherwise, uh, it's not kosher. <laughs> Here's a bit of strange trivia for you. Right at, when pronounced yep. by voice artificial voice software, always comes out as Riddick. No relationship to the other guy. <laughs> I think you said flirt, flirts with danger. Or did you change that back to at its best when flirting with danger and damsels? Uh, I wanted the two to go together. That is flirting. Well, I kind of do. I'm just, it's fine, but it will be me. Damsels are dangerous. Curse. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it, if you wish for me to rephrase it, how would you like for it to go? I kind of liked it the way it was, but... Um, well, what um, was the way it was? Because if I'm you sure. had... Oh, flirt, flirts with danger or flirting with danger or something like that, right? Okay, flirts with danger. That can include, surprisingly enough, damsels. Well, yeah, it could just be flirts with danger and damsels. That works, too. It, flirts it, with dangerous damsels. <laughs> or flirts with dangerous damsels. But that's a bit specific. Okay. So we'll go with flirts with danger, and we'll look for dangerous damsels. They will, by definition, be dangerous, I guess. Well, they're the more dangerous of the species. <laughs> Species of damsel, yeah. It's a dangerous species of damsel. Yes. Rescue the dragons from them. 
Yeah, two blades are better than one. Acrobat with an attitude. Flirts with danger. Rolls with a punch. Steals okay. sweat. Cool. Befriend. Guile. And sense. All right. Friendly Everybody wants to party with Rydak. <laughs> I do not have a theme song. I need to work on that. Unfortunately, uh, the only thing that comes to mind is the A-team. It's like, no! <laughs> I was thinking Beastmaster for some reason, but, uh, but you know, A-team works too, I guess. <laughs> no, it doesn't, damn it! You, you could mix it up and, 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 and take the Airwolf soundtrack instead. No, I'd rather have the A-team. <laughs> the A-team at least has street cred. <laughs> what was that other show called? Um, the one with, what's his face? Uh, Hasselhoff. Knight Rider? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Baywatch. Well, that definitely has three cred. Baywatch. There you go. <laughs> now you're talking <laughs> right act style. So we're going to this beach. Well, it sounds like a job for sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and cool. <laughs> Amazingly enough, yes. How horrendously magical is your setting? Well, uh, I would say it's filthy with the sorcery, meaning you're, you're not likely to find, um, like glowy stuff all over the place, but, uh, everything is, you know, it's not all to have someone who knows something about demons or devils, uh, you know, wards. I guess it's ge- in the general sense, it's, uh, more folksy. But I mean, if you ask any one person, they're, they're gonna say, oh, of course devils are real, of course. You know, there are goblins in the hills and, and so on and so forth. But if I say goblin, it's not going to be your green, pointy-nosed Weasel. type. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But generally, it'll be weird and fun. You know, it, people are not going to look at you askance if you if you say, look, I, I'm, I, I'm shopping for charms against swamp things. I just wanted to know generally what, I, what to do equipment-wise. I mentioned this guy was Errol Flanish. Imagine yeah. uh, that kind of build uh, with, with, of course, you know, cheesy thin mustache and the cheesy thin beard. He traditionally wears black buckskins with the with with the fringes and the tassels. That's kind of his trademark: is black and silver. <laughs> so it's like, better than uh, what's that film called? The the Crimson Buccaneer or something? With uh, Bert. Lancaster? Was he in that? No, 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 no. Um, that's the Crimson Pirate. Maybe it's the Red Bucket. It's the Scarlet Buccaneer or something like that. It's, it was like a... Scarlet Pimpernel? No. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's one of those fancy films, but but the main character has, uh, like, his entire wardrobe is bright scarlet, and it's like this hor- horrendous eyesore in Technicolor. <laughs> Uh, I um, thought it's Technicolor. <laughs> Getting their money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to mention, this guy totally existed before Drizzt ever existed. So the hell with any comparisons of dual-wheeling we- uh, sabers and scimitars and crap like that. <laughs> Other than he's a drow, I don't know anything about him. Drizzt, that is. Uh, I know he's a ranger, right? Yeah, uh, his his signature thing was dual wielding uh, oh. scimitars, and so many people have been c- contaminated by that culture that anytime you mention dual wielding blades, the first thing they they say, "Oh, it's just another Drizzt clone." I said, "Like who? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Florentines? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Have you read the German fencing books?" <laughs> 
look, we've got I think Bob Salvatore stole that from other people. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm a bloodthirsty black uh, colored Daniel Boone <laughs> with, with a little Dion Daniel thrown in. <laughs> All right. In the uh, uh, delightful classic poppy sense, we're just going to throw you guys into the midst of uh, stuff uh, without explanation or anything. Uh, and everyone's going to be as natural as if it happened every day. It doesn't? <laughs> so I'm always traveling on horseback and trouble finds me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, um, I guess I should pick like one of Todd's aspects to sort of uh, weave it into the story like I planned for Dirk's character. And I think flirts with danger is very appropriate. So, um, oh, right. You get one fake point for all of your aspects, possibly plus one. I'm going to double check that to begin with. So does that mean six? Or does it mean because I have four defined, I get four? You have four defined aspects, so you get five fake points plus one for for me um, using flirts with danger to weave you into the story. Um, So six to begin with. And for every new aspect you come up with, you get a new fresh Shiny fate point. Oh. Um, yes. How convenient. Uh, up to a maximum of six, of course, aspects. And since there's no refresh, you, you know, if you, if you want tons of them, keep suggesting compels because I know I'm really lazy about that. Um, <laughs> that's a point where I can get better as a, you know, like fake GM. It's, it's almost in some of these games, you need like a code GM that just handles the invoking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> to keep, to keep oh. track of everybody's aspects. Speak, speaking of which, like, uh, I, I think I listened to the first half of the Sword and Sorcery, the second Sword and Sorcery episode up on the feed. Yeah. And I think we got to the, the point where they, you know, invade the self-absorbed sorcerer type. Mm-hmm. And I'm like sitting there shouting at myself, like, have the corpses wake, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's no tension here! <laughs> I'm fine. We were waiting for that to happen, I think, when we were moving yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I guess, you know, pulling stuff out of my ass. Oh, yeah. And uh, in the moment tends to, yeah. It was plenty fun, so. To be honest, if you pulled a corpse out of your ass, we would be concerned. <laughs> well, I meant to pull a, a horde of corpses out of my ass, but oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this started, shall we? Sure, um, but, but I have to start it with this. It's a rectum, not a clown car. Where's that from? Nowhere. I just <laughs> made it up. The, the usual is it's a vagina, not a clown car. But since you're pulling a horde about, out of a different orifice, we had to change it. Oh. <laughs> so, it's monsoon season in the Vilayet of Harat, right? You all know the place. And, uh, you know, the, the surly clicking of the six-legged drakes that people use as mounts can be heard of a heaven's percussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you, you are not disheartened because you are sharing a drink with a cult of necromantic revelers, right? In this little, like, settlement on stilts or, or poles, since the water's rising terribly. So, you know, you can imagine these, like, uh, thatch-roofed uh, longhouses on stilts or, or like, platforms with, with canvas over them and, and lines going every which way to facilitate acrobatics. It's general fun and games in general. You know, you've met two necromantic revelers in particular that are delightful. Twins called Inar and Itarma. They they both have facial tattoos on one side of the face. So when they're, they, when they face each other, it's like looking into a mirror. Like they are looking into a mirror. 
delightful chats a bit on the necrophiliac side, maybe, but uh, otherwise, fine. Uh, and of course, it's not the most, you know, savory thing to drink and have fun with these types of people since, you, you know, you might end up drugged and, and um, taken advantage of in a necromantic sense. Yeah, that, that's why you have your little fake point there. Um, Fair enough. So. <laughs> well, they're charming. I'm charming. It's not like either of us are really going to be traveling in this weather. No, no. <laughs> I, I imagine in the background there's the constant hiss of rain hitting, you know, the, the roofs and, and the vegetation oh, yeah. and the puddles of water. Puddles? No, no, no. If you're lucky, you're on a, a, a little hill, so the house is sort of rising on poles from a, a, a heap of, of uh, slick mud. But most of the houses are, like, uh, in the middle of a, a thick mangrove forest jungle thing, and, you know, the water is just risen three meters or something like that in the last month. So it's mostly, yeah, uh, water. And, uh, you know, little bamboo gondolas and stuff. Not the best weather for traveling in, so might as well enjoy some uh, company and swapping of stories. Indeed. Uh, they have many less savory stuff to convey, but, uh, you know, it, it'd be talking about the weather, I guess. <laughs> yep, uh, still um, raining. <laughs> <laughs> so in the midst of this merrymaking, I guess you, you're, you're on the, the sort of canvas covered platform uh, with the, the, the rest of the cult uh, and the odd local yeah. and uh, you know the people are running around with, with uh, earthen vessels of some sort of local wine frothy wine oh yummy uh. <laughs> it's probably you know fermented Drake's milk or something that'll put some hair on your chest yes <laughs> of course you know the next morning you'll have to scrape your tongue with a knife but well you know well you can do it with your teeth and then you have breakfast in the form of yeah. cheese, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just maybe maybe not too enthusiastic. Or you can just let it sit for a while, and then it'll coagulate, and, and um, you can eat it that way. There you go. Have, have a clot of brew. <laughs> <laughs> I will regale them of tales when I traveled through the desert, because it was such an exotic locale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I hated the desert probably as much as I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, they're, they're of course into it. And in the midst of all this, there's this this thin mist, like sort of crawls and curls in uh, under the um, under the canvas, like something like mist. Thickens and begins to to um, coalesce into shapes, and the shapes take on the the well the forms of men and women, uh, very much like the locals in look looks and appearance, and they start to assail the locals and your little cult friends. And among the missed people materialize three individuals that Garvar might have known in, in life, uh, that other life, right? You know, three hunters of note that he might have, I don't know, might, might have been part of his tribe or something, uh, who were, you know, friendly back then. Uh, but now, you know, they, they appear enraged and just wreathed in this sort of sickly... Black, smoky, purulence of spiritual ichor, let's say. And they're not themselves. And they spot you and, uh, you know, produce these long spirit-made or uh, mist-made um, harpoons and, uh, you know, hurl away. Wow, that sounds like a good excuse to duck under the table. <laughs> sounds like a good excuse to pick up the table and use it as a shield. Here's, we each have uh, our own way. Here's uh, Garvar's particularly unpleasant predicament. 
Uh, I'm giving you a fake point for invoking the, uh, Demons of the Wastes, and you'll know why in a moment. Furthermore, I'm locking down your spirit realm for story reasons. And since that is a horrible, horrible way to, to treat a player, I'm giving you two fake points instead of one. And for the time being, you are unable to call upon the spirit world. They, they renege you or appear uh, twisted and um, won't reply or attack you. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Face devils, you know. Well, hey, I, I, I think after not getting harpooned... Uh, <laughs> That the operative thing would be to, do, to see as if good, clean steel will cut through these file mists. You could try. Well, okay. It's certainly worth a shot, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, it's one of those deals where, you know, get to my feet, uh, simultaneously draw both blades, and just have at you! And start. Right. So, so the shapes, they're like, they're like Garvar, they're like seven foot mist people. Of course, Garvar isn't a mist person, but, you know. Okay, well, I'll try to avoid stabbing the one that looks real. <laughs> Much appreciated. Right, just have out all of them, or one at a time, or what are you doing? Of course, yep. I mean, there are heaps of them just appearing and uh, and sailing all of you, so, I mean, you could do a little of anything, everything. I totally imagine them doing the whirling dervish thing, swinging and slashing, not necessarily going for the kill, just more or less testing the waters to see if blades will even harm them. And in the process, making my way towards the door in case I need to run like hell. <laughs> Swim like hell, you mean? That <laughs> may be the case, too. Well, screw it. Let's let's make an attack. So, uh, same as usual, the four punch dice. And, yeah, you add or subtract as usual to your steel, I guess. You're testing your steel against um, these missed people, these okay. missed assailers. Okay, we broke even, so we have a nice, clean plus three. All right. Ha! Ha! Hey! And some for you, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, you, you do, in fact, uh, realize that slashing them uh, at least dissipates them. So that's good. They may or may not reform. I mean, you, you maybe slash a few uh, on the way, and, and you definitely uh, disperse one of the three great hunter spooks, oh. as you do. All right. Totally acceptable with that. Then as I've lifted up the table, I'm just going to charge at a couple of them. <laughs> I guess the, the the ghostly points of the harpoons poke through the tabletop. <laughs> Some pretty strong mist <laughs> if you're punching holes in wood. So we'll use our fuse for that. Yeah, only get a plus one. Let's let's see what um what they roll. Oh, plus three. So I guess uh, that means they they suddenly turn to mist, and you know you rush past them, and the mist coalesces again, and uh, you know now they're behind you. Slam um, into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Given the the structural integrity of these sort of <laughs> through the wall, <laughs> I'm sure you break through something. It's basically wicker work or just sticks. It's more a rain shelter than a house. <laughs> it, it's certainly not for warmth. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I guess they'll leap at... Uh, hey, let's split them up. Why not? So one uh, leaps at uh, Garvar and one leaps at the wild double-bladed sworder person. And we'll start with Garvar. Uh, or the the one attacking Garvar. And he reaches in, reaches for you with his bare hands. And it's not going so well. Since he's at a plus one. 
But I'll try to use my table defense again. <laughs> you tear it from the ruins of a ruined wall. Yeah, I figure it's probably more sturdy than the wall was anyway. Yeah. Hold that up against it, and I'd give you plus four. Oh, so that's a shift then. Spin. 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 Congratulations. So, so uh, I'll, uh, yeah, so I can slam it and knock it uh, towards right at. Absolutely. Uh, but first. Yes. But first, let's see how uh, the the poor civilized rogue does against the uh, the barbaric spook. And the spook gets a plus one, so he's not doing too hot either. Go ahead, little oh. Lydak. Okay, well, since that one is backpedaling, uh, since it was swatted like a bug, we will gladly skewer that one. Yes. Uh, well, uh, right as of right now, the other one, since they split up, is oh. uh, reaching for you with a ghostly black ether solid hand. So can I uh, add... Defend yourself, sir. Well, I've got a minus two, which I'm not happy with that, so if I want to throw down a fate <laughs> point, I, I, I want to change that from a plus one, I mean a plus one to a uh, plus three, so I'm going to uh, invoke two blades are better than one. While I skewer the one that's backpedaling towards me, I'm also fencing left-handed against the other one and keeping it at bay. Or so like, you're going to have to do better than that. <laughs> yes, I'm insane. <laughs> Fair enough. So while you're preparing to skewer the, the, the spin type, since we'll take that next round, you're defending yourself against the, the uh, ineffective grappling of uh, the person. Absolutely. They may be ghosts, but they still don't want to suck blade. No, no, they don't. Bad habits from the living get through to even the dead. Uh, I'm sorry, did you get a plus two, or or did you wish to re-roll? I, I got a total of plus three, because uh, I just spent a fate point to uh, give myself an advantage uh, to two blades. Invoking what? Two blades are better than one. Yes, excellent. Okay, as you can see, I'm not all there today. Um, uh, no problem. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So now... New round. Fantastic. Now you get to skewer the, the first one. You get a plus the second one, I mean. The, the, the spin one. Okay. So and the, you get a plus one for that. Okay. Well, hopefully we can seriously skewer them and the fake dice will be kind to me. And let's see. That's uh, seven. Really? So <laughs> oh, three plus no, three plus one. Yes, yes. Uh, he <laughs> exploded. Yeah, there's there's really no way for me to defend against that. And since we were not working with stress in the system much, that, that is how do you dispatch the the staggering uh I, I think with style, of course. <laughs> I I totally imagine we have two cowering necromancers. <laughs> assuming they haven't fled yet. Uh, well they're holding their own, sort of. You guess well, in that case I consider them my audience. as well as yes, I do make this look easy. <laughs> Uh, you should have a, like a self-absorbed aspect. I may. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sitting here listening to these stories, and yeah, it's kind of interesting, and I'm getting a little sleepy, and it's like, something to kill! Huzzah! I thought you were regaling them with stories of the desert. <laughs> yes, but the desert is dry and boring. It's only exotic uh, to them. Fine, okay. <laughs> I think I still have sand in the wrong places. <laughs> So we have uh, the final uh, spook type left, who's uh, still uh, reaching for uh, Rydak. But now, uh, Garor is free. What are you doing? Swing the table around and try to swat him. All right. 
That's only going to be a plus one. All right. Let's see what I rule. And, uh, oh, I rule. <laughs> a zero. So you still hit, and you still have an effect. And since it's not bound by stress, you you make something of it. What? Uh, How do you disperse this ghost? Half of it is uh, suddenly not there as the mist dissipates and the table swings through it. All right. So, uh, me- meanwhile, uh, the necromancers have defended themselves uh, admirably, uh, though mostly keeping the other little spooks at bay. But with the main uh, three aggressors vanished, the others sort of start to wail and uh, turn into mist and dissipate them as well. As they do when you're sort of collecting yourselves, but the twins sort of go, well, that was, that was new, unexpected, didn't, what, what, I don't know, we're not sure what happened. As they do, these crazy naked people with knives and hatchets start to just crawl up and through every aperture and opening and through the, the canvas in the roof. They look completely deranged, wild eyes caked with mud. Uh, they have these, these elaborate hairdos, long hair that they pleated and then wired the, the pleat around their heads to make a sort of braid pyramid. Now they're attacking. Well, that's not going to stop Radak. But uh, he is going to—he sh- is going to shout at the necromancer twins. So I thought you said Harat was boring. <laughs> Usually, it's when it rains. <laughs> I just imagine—you know—they have all this elaborate mud that they caked on, but because of the rain, it's all runny. So they kind of look like savage, yes. crazy mud goths. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> With weird hair pyramids. Do you know who these are, turning to the the others? Uh, n- well, uh, you know, you have you know, have time to have an in-depth conversation since well. they're, you know, rushing at you with a knife and axe. But, uh, you know, uh, you, you get a sort of, nah, before the violence starts. And sorry if this intro is very darful in, in, in style, but... Um. <laughs> no problem. I, I, have, I, I haven't had a darful day in, in, in a year, so <laughs> I guess I'm due. <laughs> And once you've uh, defeated this uh, wave, uh, then come the Minotaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boss creature, which actually is part of their terrain. <laughs> Beware the mangrove god. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't looked inside my notes? Yeah, I, we, we just uh, work with, from the same source material. Yes. Yes, uh, a whole host of these, uh, well, uh, not a whole host, but maybe a dozen uh, of these crazies just uh, appear and, you know, they shriek wordless, wordlessly, not wordlessly, and fall, yeah, attack. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, I'll give four to, to Todd and four to Dirk and four to the Necrobaster twins. These guys can potentially be more dangerous because they don't care if they're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Says like I will jump on his blade and slide down it so I can gnaw on his wrist. It's, like, it's not that they don't care about getting hurt; it's that they don't care about being crazy. Oh, okay. So this, this, I like so that. They're they're more socially crazy than psychopathically crazy. Well, both, I guess. Okay. Well, I bet they bleed the same. <laughs> they will certainly do. Well, if you prick them, but you'll have to prick them first. All right. I want to use my. Uh shamanism. I bring up a huge wind. I throw the table at them and the wind carries it into them. Okay, you, you what, you, you recruit a wind spirit and have it grab a table and crash into them? Yeah. Cool. So that's your shamanism sorcery skill? Yeah. I guess. So it's a plane attack. So it's plus one, plus four. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I have a feeling they won't be. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, plus four, you said. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you, you, the table just crashes into all of them, and, you know, there are gouts of blood and uh, the snapping of bones, and, uh, you know, they just collapse in a heap of a crimson mess of bent limbs and broken wood. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How's Zydek? Let's see you top that, Mr. Rydak. That's a challenge, uh, w- which means flirting with danger. You know Ooh. that crisscrossing uh, sword motion where, where you create like a barrier of blades in front of you? Mm-hmm. He will do one of those maneuvers and literally charge the crazies and, instead of defending against them and continue to run past them, nicking and slashing and uh, generally uh, letting them bleed out all over the fun place. So we'll jump right into the thick of it. All right. Uh, are you saying you'll forgo defending yourself next time? That's pretty much what I've done. All right. Have a fate point. Oh, okay. Well, I immediately spend that fate point because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm being dangerous and flirting with it at the same time. <laughs> All right. So make your attack. Okay. So that's a, a six. Yeah. You plus one so, from the dice. Plus three for steel and plus two because I'm getting in close and foregoing defense. So that's a plus right. six. So yes, just, uh, just a whirling Cuisinart. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I am a man of few skills, but one of them is hurting people very badly. <laughs> yes, that, that means uh, you, you slash three of them to ribbons. That I works guess. for me. Uh, well, of course, you have that flair and style thing, so I guess you don't slash them to ribbons so much as op- open the right veins and then they fall over. The right veins. Uh, am I right? Achilles tendons. The whole deal where like you can't stand if you don't have that tendon. At least attached. <laughs> so, yes, I, I so, go uh, yeah. with surgical precision in a berserker's yes, life. Except the last one, the last apocryphal who just, you know, realizes that maybe he should take one step back instead <laughs> of being absolutely berserk. And so he does. And so you're going defending yourself. This is going to hurt. Well, that's assuming they hit. Yes, it is assuming they hit. Uh, and they do. Which means we get to apply fun damage stuff. And since we don't have stress in this system, you can either concede, and I'm not going to force you to take a consequence while conceding in this little variant. And if you concede, you can you you get to you know describe on your terms how you uh, lose, right? Uh, maybe it was a, a, an evil plank that you know it wasn't your fault at all. It, you know the floor gave way and, and you fell over or something. It's entirely on your terms. Or you could take one of your three consequences which is going to hang on usually till the end of the story or until an organic fictional reason for it uh, vanishing appears. And uh, we're not grading the consequences. We're just we're just naming them for whatever the fiction uh, calls for, right? So, you know, maybe you have a gash or um, what would be worse would have your rule, clothes rule in or, or something for you. I don't know. Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> cuts off your fringe. <laughs> So do you wish to concede instead of and lose on your terms, or do you wish to take a consequence and keep going? Let's go with concede and lose on my terms, because what I can imagine is one of them, the uh, crazies that I slashed, as I moved past him, because I am flirting with danger, and I mm. slashed him, he's good as dead. Well, he's still bleeding, but not dead. So he manages to gr- reach out with an arm around my neck and pull me back to the floor. Ow! So I am, I am knocked back and in in his dying grip around my throat. Oh, okay, so you're you're incapacitated essentially. Yes. All right. 
And yeah, okay, let's let's hop on over to Garva then, since uh, the the necromancer twins are busy uh, pretend pretending protecting themselves from um, the the remaining four. Uh, your your friend is in dire straits, or friend, your traveling companion. Yes, your your coffee. I'll uh, grab this little naked guy by the arms to pull him off Rydak, maybe breaking or separating some things in the process. Well, he's going to die, but the the, the danger is the other guy who's who's uh, you know uh, descending on him with with axe and knife, uh, who's not on the floor and is unhurt. Okay, I guess I misunderstood what's going on there. So he's on the floor, Rydak yes. down, and there's a guy up who's threatening. Yes, him. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I went to move in to skewer the last one, but got jerked back by one of his dying uh, comrades. Ah, okay. So now I'm fit to be skewered. Oh, well, in that case, we'll just charge into uh, this one and uh, attempt to get a nice hold around his head and choke him. All right. <laughs> get him in I a bear the... lock. Ah, nice crushing fuse attack. Yeah. Uh, oh, because he's small and crazy, and you're big and not crazy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be well, like, plus one. I got, I got fate points, so let's throw in power of the bear god on that. Too. All right. Yeah, plus three. You need to roar when you do that. Oh, I do. <laughs> Deep eldritch bear roar, yes. Um. Oh, and he rolls a bit funny, and uh, yeah, I guess you crush him to a little stringy. Naked person bits from the floor, <laughs> and I toss him out the the hole I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> from the the floor, Rydak pro, you know drops his blades and pries the dead man's hand off of his throat. Says, ah, I wanted to talk to that one. <laughs> he might not have floated away yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, meanwhile, the Necromancer twins have made short work of their uh, sailors. You know, they're not dusting themselves off, but sort of... So when they made short work, because a sword fight is a way of communicating, how did they dispatch him? With little black daggers? With death magic? Oh, oh okay. You, you wouldn't be the person to pay attention, right? So yeah, they both have these sort of uh, current... You can't call a sword current. They have short-ish scimitars. That are not quite the desert kind, but maybe there's some some kind of, of fancy naval version. They're not quite cutlasses, but thereabouts. And they have this, this sort of purplish, maculate sheen to them, as if they're dipped in something unpleasant. Duly noted. Yes. But, of course, I mean, they're not your consummate swordsmen, so uh, they're huffing and puffing and, and sort of uh, removing the, the, the muddy gunk they've been plastered with in the grappling and stabbing. So I'll go uh, I'll find where I put my spear. I'll say, okay. all right, which of us were these after? Um, well, well I, we di- I didn't recognize anyone, says uh, Imnar, and, and Itarmat uh, says, well, a few of them looked loco, uh, I suppose. Well, I suppose we're the only ones left alive. No more really to ask. But I, I, I think I recognize the, the, the madmen, right? Aren't they the, um, uh, you know, the... Cult of the batshit crazy people. Didn't they look like those gymnosophic, uh, with something or other? The, um, even our fields in, like, oh, you mean the, uh, warrior priests of Yaharak? Yes, those. Them. Right. More priests than warrior, I hope. Well, uh, well I, as I understand it, uh, the the philosophy sort of goes hand in hand, or the rituals, or something. 
Yeah, well, it, it's me mostly hearsay. I haven't read anything about it, but I do recognize the the uh, distinctive hairdos. Yeah. It's just, anyway, I don't, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't believe I know of anything I did to piss them off. Uh, you, Rydak? No, but uh, the ghostly visitors looked an awful lot like your kin. Did they? Yeah. Oh. I thought they were big and tall and uh, related to him more than they were to the runty little savages we just murdered. Yes, maybe a few of them were. Do you have some some outstanding uh, issues with, with the spirit world? May I ask Garvar? Uh, nothing important. Oh, uh-huh. well, uh, <laughs> the, you did notice the uh, the, the strange uh, black oily sort of icor smoke thing, right? Didn't you, Gimnar? Yeah. What? No. Well, um, that isn't that isn't usual, is it? I've never seen that on spirits, have I? No, I haven't. At least I'm, I don't think I have either. I've not um, made the acquaintance, but I'm glad that they were easy to dispatch. <laughs> well, that's good. Let's, uh, well, it could be. Can I uh, see? You can't do Go spirit ahead. realm. Can I use knowledge of the ancients? Oh, totally. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe uh, this this uh, will um, ring a bell. Okay, so spend a fate point and recall some knowledge about. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, you might even actually roll shamanism and uh, see if you get any um, shift. All right. Oh, there we go. Plus six. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I guess I can strike that part of the. the no, no, the, 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 the spin. By the way, they're highly flammable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's rather odd. <laughs> well, and actually, that'd be, if I'm, since I'm spending that fate point, if we use that as a plus two. And well, you're spending it to, to allow you to make a declaration, but I'm, I'm just fine. interested in seeing the depth of, of information you can uh, get. So, yeah, certainly there's your horror uh, you seem to remember it's, it's some kind of festering frost flower demon that's said to make its avatar in a monstrous tentacle sprouting orchid. It, it dwells somewhere in the, the local swamps, deep in the local swamps. Oh, and by the way, uh, the, uh, the name is, is, is purportedly the noise it makes, but it regurgitates those it has devoured. <laughs> How quaint! Actually, <laughs> I, I am impressed with the, your depth of knowledge. I usually rely upon old men in taverns to tell me what's up. He is the old man of the tavern. (laughs) (laughs) It's kin to those ancient uh, demons that ruined your homelands, by the by. You know, it's an ancient evil, and uh, you've never heard of these warrior priests, but likely there's, you know, it's sycophants. It it definitely has the power over certain spirits, and perhaps that is the oily crap that uh, was sullying the uh, the spirits and making them go crazy. Would the others go, well, we must destroy this priest, this demon, or these attacks may continue against us. Um, well, oh, yeah, that sounds very heroic, says uh, Imnar. Uh, well, well I, I don't know if we're... It's for your own good, otherwise... You're going to run out of walls. Yes, these uh, <laughs> spirits and crazy men may keep coming after you. He, he's right, says Tarmat. It's absolutely right. We, we have to go take on this pseudopodial overlord. Uh, what, what if what if the spirits, uh, you know, overmaster the whole of the villa yet? That, that would be terrible. That would be horrible. Uh, you know, imagine if Grandfather came back. That would... What would you do? Even though it's all like, ah, uh, well, yeah. Oh, um, crap. I forgot to mention one thing, Mr. Uh, Garbar, which you may or may not want to keep to yourself. The heart of this thing, this, this, yahark, 
is said to be a behemoth and ballast of ruby that houses its soul. Ah. If you yeah. do mention that, you would seriously have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> if I know that's a way to motivate him, then yeah, I'll go. Oh, Rich is fit for nobles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and of course, uh, the heart of the demon is a giant ruby. (laughs) Giant ruby, you say? The size of a fist? (laughs) Yes, a large fist, yes. With that kind of uh, cash, we could probably upgrade our quarters. Maybe get to someplace a little drier. Right, it's it's raining in through the various holes and apertures uh, cut into the roof where the the crazy war, warrior priests entered. Assuming that uh, you know th- th- there's any of that cloddy grog left, it's now watery cloddy grog. Yes, which may be an improvement. Yeah, yeah, but it might also be uh, persu- uh, enough persuasion to say, well, <laughs> we need to do something about this because it's ruining the local brew. <laughs> At the least. So now, here's a good question. We You mentioned briefly earlier on riding six-legged riding lizards. Yes. How well do they traverse the muck and slime of a mangrove swamp? Decently, on their own. When it's not monsoon season, you know, that this is the mode of transportation. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're not excellent swimmers, sadly, in spite of their six legs. They're sort of ponderous. Like, imagine some weird six-legged cross between a, a ponderous crocodile and a Komodo dragon or something. I will gladly imagine that. Do they come in a variety <laughs> of colors? <laughs> Sorry? Do they come in a variety of colors? Uh, I guess. Why not? You know, usually dark greenish and reddish rust-ish. Well, I I'll definitely would want one that has a preponderance of blood-colored stripes. <laughs> Okay. So, well, let's saddle up, and since you seem to be so knowledgeable about this, see if we can make for this temple and put an end to this obnoxious threat, because obviously they've gotten out of control and they're in some kind of drug-induced frenzy. Yes, yes. And there's this ruby you mentioned. Yeah, so... I'm going to be right. ser- seriously disappointed if it turns out to be a ruby red seed pod or something. <laughs> that would be fun. Well, so Simar uh, Garvar, well, do you know where the swamp this thing dwells? It's a it's a pretty large swamp. I mean, pretty much the whole village is the swamp. Now we may be able to track the spirit trace of our attackers here back to where they came from. That is that is a good way. Of course, uh, I've also heard of this ferryman, uh, you know, the eyeless one. You know, he's a brave road uh, man who's supposed to be able to take you pretty much anywhere in the swamp. I don't know if he knows the way, of course, but uh, that would be one way of, of traversing the area. Blind ferryman, excellent idea. Nothing goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know these swamps like the back of my hand. Like, oh, I have so, not um, seen the back of my hand in 40 years. <laughs> I searched the floor for a coin to give him. <laughs> also, says Itarmat, of course, I, I bow to your sagacity uh, uh, and your knowledge and your forbearance and all that, but um, uh, are, do you know how to vanquish this thing? Well, application of steel and magic? Well, yes. Yes, that yes, that usually, yes, that is usually the way you do it, but, you know, f- 
forewarned and forearmed and all that. The, the, I've, I've heard of a sunken fane, of course, uh, in the West somewhere. They're supposed to have the indicities of devils, you know. Uh, may, maybe the this this uh, Yahar is is among them. We could maybe see if, if if there's anything there, if you wish, or we could go directly, of course, to the what did you just call, call it, the spirit trail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, my concern is uh, how they got here. Let, let's if they used some kind of foul demon magic, we may not be able to take the same path that they did. I would posit, says Imnara, that they, um, what is the term, piggybacked on the cultists, the, the, the priests, I think, and then appeared here when, you know, to, as a sort of vanguard for the priests. Hmm. Well, that's, it's not really my area of expertise. I'm, I'm usually more of the point me at the enemy and I eviscerate them. Well, we're, we're going to need that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just might have to go with egotistical. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. One question, though, Sissi Tarmat. Are you going to fall over again? No, no, that, that, that was my being too enthusiastic with dispatching of these crazies. Ah, so uh, as long as we cage that enthusiasm, we should be fine if we were to go along. Or should we rather stay behind, maybe? I'm, I'm quite certain that trudging through the swamp will dampen my enthusiasm. He makes a good point. All right, all right, all right. Says, anywho, uh, anywho, that's not something we'd say. Says, by and by, (laughs) (laughs) your company would be most welcome on this endeavor, and I'm sure the villagers of Harat would be most grateful for us dispatching this threat. Yes, 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 that's true. And um, I suppose it's it's time for us to stop sitting around and moping and, and drinking this stuff. And maybe we can, maybe, maybe we can get a, I don't know, a sliver or a shard of that, that ruby when all is said and done. Oh, I'm sure that they have all manner of loot to be had. Most of these temples are just reeking with gold. Well, they don't, you know, look very wealthy. That's because they don't wear their wealth. They leave it for their (laughs) head man. It's, their god is a greedy god, I'm quite certain. (laughs) Fertilize the soil with gold and silver. Don't plants like, I don't know, water and, and, and. Most plants aren't man-eating horrors. That is true. They're not demons. And we all know demons are greedy and full of avarice. <laughs> most, most priests are very greedy and full of avarice. <laughs> the two go hand in hand. But then what are they greedy for? I suppose that is the, the, the question. Well, well uh, were if we didn't kill the last one, we could if- have asked them. Yes, well, if the greed is reflected is 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 reflected in, uh, on the this yaharach, then m- maybe they're cannibals. Well, or, in that case, uh, any poor travelers would uh, have left their worldly possessions behind. I'm motivated. Oh, all right, fair enough. Well, really, the the ruby is, is all we need. Is just you know uh, pondering uh, the possible uh, pitfalls and dangers um, ahead. I'm sure it's incredibly perilous, but with your <laughs> <laughs> but with your wicked blades and my rapier wit, I'm sure we will do just fine. <laughs> Have I told you about the time about the sand lions of the deep desert? I survived that. I can survive this. Didn't you mention something about that before the Yahoo's or the, these crazies dropped in? I was getting to it. They ruined it was my story. Before or after the, the, the snake, snake thing? I hate snakes, but that's another story. <laughs> 
well, do we forage uh, ahead alone, or should we contact the ferryman? Or probably um... as a group. And if the ferryman knows of a way, that might be the most comfortable way to travel. Yeah, so you know, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have to um, to be at the, the, the mercy of the, the various six-legged beasts. True, and the most direct route may not be the most accessible route to beast or boat. Oh, indeed, uh, and given the flooded state of, of uh, the Piliot, I, 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 I highly suggest that, you know, boat travel is the way to go. Uh, Matter of fact, leaning through a couple of windows or maybe a, a doorway or a large hole in the wall, would there happen to be small little warrior priest boats or anything that indicates how they got here? Uh, there's a wide variety of, of, of floats, large and small, mostly, you know, uh, lo- the local little grass boat variety, I guess. Dugouts. I imagine dugouts would be possible. Yeah, that too. Nothing that indicates they're used particularly by by crazy naked demon plant cultists. Um, so nothing like a, a small flotilla to, flotilla of war canoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of these canoes could no doubt be used for war. Got my theme music now. Johnny Quest. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So where can we find this fairy man? <laughs> I know you didn't mean to say fairy man, but that's what <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I said. But <laughs> because you know, hey, you know, don't fear the reaper and all, all that stuff is also running through my head because we're going back to the 70s and 80s. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Now, now I have the soundtrack for Wizards in my head. Well, uh, Cersei Tormund, I, I believe the ferryman should be in the next village, so we could either, uh, borrow a few boats, or swim, or climb, or, um. By yeah, boat or beast is the way to go. Uh, if, if, if the water has gotten too high, then certainly boats, since the beasts don't swim well. This would be prudent, says Itari. In there. Those boats okay. there look convenient. <laughs> 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 it, it'll have to be a large boat to accommodate our large friend, right? Yeah. Or are yes. you lighter than you seem? Probably not. We're going to upgrade at least to a skiff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to the Batboat. And uh, later in the next village, of the docks, there is a foreboding uh, gray-clad, gray-bee-robed, hooded uh, figure with a great big iron-bound oar that stands on the dock next to this kind of shabby-looking, not boat. It's it's more like a, a, you know, it's not a boat. It's just a floating wooden raft. Raft, raft, thank you. I do have an opening comment to this guy, if I if I can jump in. Sure. I'll, I'll walk up boldly, because that's the only way I can. I say, old man, we're looking for the gray eyeless one. Have you seen him? <laughs> if this were a Final Fantasy game, he, his name would be Old Man. Well, says the foreboding figure, yes, uh, I'm he. Um, Excellent. You seek my uh, ferrying services, I presume. Absolutely. We are told that you are the person that can help us the most. Well, as long as you are willing to pay the toll, I can take you anywhere in the swamp. Anywhere, he says. Garavar, please explain to this gentleman what we seek. Temple of Doom, pretty much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, Imnar, do we want to find the flower first, or should we seek the sunken thing for the indices? Sorry, what was that? 
Uh, well, uh, there, there's said to be indices of devils in the, in the old sunken vein, but if you know enough of this horror, then maybe that is unnecessary and we can, you know, have well, I, directly I, go to the... I think our traveling companions have a point. Forewarned is forearmed. If it turns out this thing is has a weakness that we can exploit, we, we should do diligence and search for that. It Tom looks to his brother and goes, didn't I say that back at the... Um, the that, never mind. Yes, you did, but I said it back. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's hard to hear over the rain. <laughs> or hard to hear yes, over of course, the ride act. You're all being soaked at the moment. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, I can only imagine Garvar being huge and having furs all over and just being completely... It smells like a wet bear. <laughs> so, all right. take us to this sunken fount of knowledge. The Thane, in our correct. Yes. Sunken Thane. We don't want to go to some sunken fount by mistake. That would be bad. <laughs> Do you know of such a place? I know of all places, says the um, eyeless one. Impressive. After this, you're going to have to tell me where to get the best drink in town is. <laughs> we have had it, unfortunately. <laughs> I have a thing. Why not? That was funny. Okay, well, he says, all right, then uh, present to me one male babe, and I shall take you anywhere you want. That is an unusual toll. It may be where you're from. Nevertheless, it is the price I require. Hmm. We'll tap our uh, fingers against our uh, immaculately groomed, if soggy beard. (laughs) So, obviously we do not have babe in hand. (laughs) Is there some... Are are you willing to do a down payment? (laughs) (laughs) Is there some service or favor we can render for you in lieu of this man-child that you so desire? I'm sure if you offer a significant remuneration, one of the local women will give up hers. And what's the age range you're looking for? So you're seriously considering this? <laughs> well, I'm trying to get you know, all the specifics of the... Would it be so bad for the Tarmat? But one grade versus the entire Iliad, potentially. Um, it is not customary. It's just like I did not know that the gray one here was cannibalistic. Well, I don't know if he eats them, but you can ask them, do you? <laughs> I suppose it wouldn't hurt. And what do you plan to do, per se, uh, with this babe after you've acquired it? I require its, well, life to navigate. I see. So your surfaces are not usually in high demand. Hmm. Not by everyone, no. Only those in dire need. Hmm. I, I motion for for the rest of the party and step away from from the old man. He probably has hearing like a hawk, but still, <laughs> that is a steep, steep price to pay for the convenience of finding this place. I suppose. Do you have any other idea of the whereabouts of this? Unfortunately, no. But ah. Well, we we don't either. But. And searching the swamp, it could take weeks, it could take months, uh, and we still may not find this place. Maybe, maybe he's a liar, since he's maybe, maybe, maybe his, his orientation powers lie elsewhere, and, and he's just a, a vile old man. Uh, unfortunately, he, when, when you become the stuff of le- legends, there's usually some truth behind it. Well, you know, yes. 
Still, I suppose we could try to kill him and then race him and ask him to do our bidding that way. That would be one way, but I don't know if I'd like to tackle with that. Would you trust the advice of someone that you uh, waylaid? You'd surely lead us to the most vile uh, stretch of the swamp and just chuckle as we are sucked (laughs) under (laughs) and consumed whole. I suppose it is possible, though with the right formulae, I assure you he would be quite under our uh, control. Yes, I hope, unless he's some sort of demon character. He's an eyeless, he's a, he's a blind ferryman who leads people through the swamp. And eats children's and souls. Eats children, or their life. Well, we don't know if he eats them. He could just, I don't know, use it for some sort of, uh, orienteering ritual, right? Right? Couldn't he do that? Says Itarma? Yes, yes, it's possible. It's also possible he eats them, I, I don't know. Well, still, should we, what, what are you most in the, the, the mood for? Murder, uh, or, well, murder. Is this town large enough to have the equivalent of a stable for the lizard mounts? Uh, sure, sure. Why not? They're not the most reliable critters in, in this uh, weather, but you could certainly go with that. I have an idea. Just, just, just stand there a little bit for a few minutes, leave him in expectation or boredom, and I, I go to the uh, equivalent of a stable, find the equivalent of a door, Pound on it until I either wake up, wake someone up, or they open. And I ask them, All right. "Do you have any young lizard mounts that are male that are relatively adolescent?" <laughs> well, it's it's not really the season for for hatchlings, but uh, we I suppose we have some very young ones. If you have a young male mount, well, you can't go anywhere in the swamp now, and certainly not on a youngling. No, no, I, I have other needs for it, and I have no idea whether I have the cash for this or not, but name a price. You could always guile, haggle them. Well, yes, you know. sure, and it's a, we will guile them into something within my price range. <laughs> there you go. Let's see, guiling, ah, it's only a plus one, but it, we'll see what we can do. Uh, you need a two, and then you'll essentially get it free. Well... We will definitely give that a try. See if the face, fate dice are kind enough. Mm, I see a whopping plus zero. I believe I need to do something to improve my guile. Because I don't think I have him convinced. I only have a plus one on, on the roll. Let's see. Yeah, right. You need uh, two. Well, to use a fate point, do I have to associate it with a uh, aspect, or can I just use one to re-roll? You have to actually invoke an aspect in order to spend one, so either pick one you have or invent an aspect. Invent an aspect. <laughs> and get a fate point for it. Lizard haggler. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to pick one that you think might be more useful in uh, <laughs> other circumstances. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> That could be a hilarious one for, for you know, using for starting scenarios, though. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Silver-toned. Uh... Trust me, I'm good for it. Would that be an aspect? Sure. It sounds like a quote. You're going to offer him a down payment and work out a schedule of... <laughs> 
I, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to be up front and say what we're doing. So we're going to go to uh, the sunken thing and get up some information on a certain demon that's threatening this territory. Then we're going to go and murder that demon and be absolutely drenched in riches. And you can have a share of that for the price of one young male lizard. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say that in the first place? No. All right. So in, you invoke it uh, for plus two, I guess. Yes. So, um, yeah. It's a total of all plus right. three. So I get the so youngest that male. Cost you, that doesn't actually cost you any fate points since you got one for inventing the um, yes. um, aspect. I tried to be fate neutral when possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back. Basically, uh, holding it by, by the frill of the neck, I go up to, to the, the eyeless one. Here's your young male child. Let's go. Um, you know, uh, how about you guile that one as well? <laughs> <laughs> you did not specify the species. I'm uh, upheld my end of the bargain. Yes, in a past life or in a future life, I will be a lawyer and or used car salesman. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Four, four, maybe a six if I get uh, bonus points for having a prop. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a situational nothing since it's not what he wants. Still, that's very, very uh, convincing. Uh, I might have had a sense of humor. <laughs> if he had one. Maybe I gave him one. Well, he's just very silent for a, for a while. He, he would stare at you blankly, but, you know. Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of lizard being held by its neck. Uh, well, I'm, I'm compelled by your inventiveness. So, Excellent. very well. I'll try to get this. You may leave the, next- um, Beast here. <laughs> we'll, we'll tie it up next to the uh, post where he ties up his raft. <laughs> Are you just leaving a youngling lizard tied to a post? <laughs> You're like those people who tie up their dogs outside of the supermarket and then, you know, leave them there for hours. <laughs> Better than shut up in the car. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> Still, it's raining. Okay, fair enough. That scales. It's a lizard. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lizard. It loves it. <laughs> it's not in a pen anymore, so it, it can eat freely of any bugs or other snails and edibles that might be in the neighborhood. And it, it is now the responsibility of the eyeless one. So it's his lizard. Bargain fair and square. Well, maybe not fair and triangular, but still... Yeah, I guess you you uh, you, you um, step aboard the raft, the rather large large raft, and he pushes off with the uh, great big iron bound oar and starts pushing out into the the swamp. You know, it takes some time through the the, the mist and the rain and the mangrove thicks, thickets and um, all that to get to this sort of uh, uh, island-ish mud heap. Where from various evil-looking blooms sprout and festoon the yeah naked mouse, and uh, you know he stops and lets you uh, hop off. It is just past that thicket into the um, mud flats. All right, right. Good then. luck. Luck. Yes. 
I would ask what else you know, but I'm afraid it would cost me another child. <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> I'll tip my non-existent hat at him. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. And he pushes off. <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> I, I, I can see by the time we're done with this guy, he pulls out a, a contract with all the fine print and everything. Male child of the human species. <laughs> no more than three years old. <laughs> That's why I asked the age range, you know. <laughs> There's probably some unruly teenager that somebody would look to get rid of anyway. Well, just, well, even that old drunk over there at one time was a male child. <laughs> <laughs> Who is presently a mate? <laughs> yeah. Right, no, uh, he's, you know, beginning to orb himself out into the swamp again, leaving you there. So, we didn't uh, get I, a round I, trip? I think we're lucky to get a trip at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bonus points if as he's rowing away, he sings, Somewhere under a rainbow, <laughs> skies are blue. <laughs> because well, you... you a whole thing. <laughs> I will imagine it because it, I find that humorous in a kind of Dr. Fibes kind of way. <laughs> I, I think this would be a good time to loosen our swords. It probably would be, yes. The, the twins uh, unsheath their little scimitars and um, look at you expectantly. Um, so you, you uh, break through the, the uh, bloom thickets and you come into a, a place where uh, it's essentially a, a big, huge sinkhole of mud. And there are these great big blocks from a once temple that are mostly sunken into the, the mud. Uh, and it's, you know, overgrown with ancient vines. And it's it's all crazy yellow, red and violet head sized blooms all over the place, along with moss and all that. It'd be beautiful if it wasn't a creepy, sunken travesty of architecture. Indeed, and if, if, if it weren't for the fact that you're sort of sinking into the mud and have to pull your feet up every time. Yes, yes, and th- this does not go well with my decor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick a different place next time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it was black mud, it wouldn't be as noticeable. <laughs> Note to self, volcanic swamps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Black blood of the earth? <laughs> okay. I guess we'll tread forward with uh, caution that is due, because mm. this looks like the place for ravenous beasts and creatures foul would make a lair, because, I don't know, it's still a swamp. It's just a swamp of stone, stone blocks. Yes. I mean, you could always, I guess, make a sense check to to be on your guard, wary. I have no problem being wary, because this place reeks of danger. Sounds reasonable. (laughs) Let's see. That's a plus three for me. So I got your back. All right. While you notice there are all kinds of, uh, like, minute tracks in the muck, uh, right after you, you notice there's a particular smell, a sort of um, acridness in in the moist air that might be some kind of briny breath of some beast. You smell that? What? What is that? Ugh, smells like trouble. <laughs> a fate point says you must forage on quickly <laughs> and risk your hide. 
Well, sure. Duh. <laughs> we will gladly take that fate point. All right. Contrary to popular belief, Death Wish is not one of my attributes. <laughs> you just want to see what kind of what matter of danger you you're facing before Absolutely. You, you run away from it. Yes. <laughs> now, curiosity killed the cat might become an aspect. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you, you, you dash ahead, I guess. Uh, dash is not the crime. Not not quite cavort, but... Swing from a vine? <laughs> I was thinking more something like hopping from block to block, so I yeah, was stuck in the muck. <laughs> and it also gives me a chance to look down on whatever's in there. Unless it's trying right. to sit on a rock, in which case we might come up real close real quick. Yeah. Uh, well, you find yourself kind of the first into this sort of uh, uh, half-sunken courtyard. You can hear this allulating <laughs> echoing between the, the sunken walls. There's a there's a sort of um, rustling in in the foliage all about you. As inside a, the courtyard or outside? Uh, well, it's both, since the courtyard is sort of sunken and broken and um, blocky and full of sort of overgrown with vines and, and mangrovey tree things. Hmm. More than one source of the noise or? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey guys, I think there's more than one of them, whatever it is. And that is where one just leaps. Something just leaps out of the foliage at you, and you're suddenly locked in a sort of uh, hand-to-hand grappling match in the muck with this bizarre, thick snake thing that has, you think, I mean, you're in the middle of a roll when you realize this, but uh, it has these great big gecko-type running legs, and then it has six vestigial sort of arms that are fairly ineffective, but, uh, you know, they, they do a lot for sort of raking and, and sticking in your clothes. And then it's great big maw with a big red crimson throat wattle, and it's sort of just at your, at your, in your face. Ah! Found them! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, I'm going to make a, a slight little attack, and you're going to get to defend yourself. Totally appreciated. And that is an atrocious attack, which is, let's see, plus one. Which isn't terribly difficult to get out of. Can I take advantage of my swords since they were drawn? Sure. Or are we too close for blades? Well, there are pommels and cross pieces and all manner of stuff you can use. Oh, in that case, yes. I can totally see doing the Captain Kirk thing and doing the double pommel up to the side of the head attack. (laughs) 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 Alright. It is a kind of snake head, though, so um, I'm not sure the ear thing would be quite as effective. Well, it's got eyes, it's got skull, it's got brains. Yes. I might crush the fool thing for all we yes. know. Oh, and absolutely, the reek you smelled, it's, uh, you know, a hundred times worse now that it's sort of... In my face? Yes. Uh-oh, let's see, that's a minus one, so I am at a total of plus two. You still fend off the uh, the, the biting. But with not nearly as much style and panache as I would have loved to. No, you don't make a great big huge opening for yourself to do something stylish, but you do in fact deter the uh horrible bite. Hey, that that's a plus. <laughs> Could use some health here. Could use a mint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, counterattack and uh, it's going to defend and then we can go to the others and see what they are willing to do before uh, the rest of them are running. Okay. Well, definitely I want to break free to and uh, be able to get some room to swing my swords. Sure. 
So uh, for now, you just want to uh, get free. You're not actually making a hurtful attack, I guess. I'm just trying to break free, but I have a total of plus one. So using my swords to clear space, we're, we're trying to get into back on our feet into a fighting stance. All right. Plus one isn't terribly impressive. Well, you're in luck since I'm rolling worse than you are. That is that is a tie, and I think ties go to players in fate, right? I am willing to accept that, irregardless of whether I know it to be fact. <laughs> well, let's go with that. So uh, you managed to Break take a few three of its clingy um, yes. race. <laughs> Actually, I think ties go to defenders. Do they? Okay. Well, am I defending myself? You are attacking. No, you are in fact attacking. Uh, well, oh. attacking your ability. Attack yourself free. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. So, so we're still at face-to-face range. I guess it just you know clamps down on one of your blades, so you you can't actually get anywhere. I, I can totally see that. Just, could use a hand here. <laughs> That's while the while the rest of us are looking for the others that are going to come charging us. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you could. Okay. So for the rest of you, you could actually you know you could charge into the very muddy, mucky sort of sinkhole courtyard, or uh, sort of climb up onto the walls, or what? or um, where it is yeah. Where did this charge from? From the greenery of one of the walls. So it, from out of the, the, the growth. Don't worry, you can easily smell them. Yeah. It is, you know, you can hear the, you know, rustling of several others, uh, approaching. Uh, then I'll, uh, jump up on some stone so I don't have to fight in the muck. Cool. Get my spear ready to spear anything that comes charging at me. Alright. Uh, so, um. I, I'd like to throw in something for the twins. Yes. Because I can totally imagine their fighting style would be to go back to back. To go what? Back to back. So one's facing one direction, one's facing the other. You mean who? The the, the twins, uh, the necromancers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, the stones are sort of mossy and slippery, and the muck is slippery, and you get stuck in it. So consider these environmental aspects that you can use to your advantage. Uh, and the first time you use them, it's it's a free tag, so it doesn't cost you anything. In case you need it. Since that's something we haven't used yet, I think, in uh, either Sotsi or here, right? I don't think we've used environmental aspects so much. A little bit here, a little bit there, but it's hard to do when you're flying in the air. There's not much terrain. (laughs) True. Well, I mean, you could say the, the, the corridor is really cramped or something. But anyway. So, okay, you, you position yourself nicely for, for better defense, and, uh, you know, the, there are several more, maybe six of them, uh, that dash into the little makeshift courtyard. Two of them go for their body, who's clamped down on the, the swordsman, and two go for the, the giant uh, dude uh, on the stone, and uh, one of them seems to circle around the twins. Uh, and I guess I should make something other than describing what happens, which I guess is some sort of attack. And so the, the, the twain going for Garbar sort of scurry up the, uh, the slippery, mossy stones and uh, begin to snap at his leg. And here's how they do. They do terribly with a plus one, two, plus two. Use my thews to just use the butt of the, the spear to knock their snouts out of the way. Kind of steel, but fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to be that way. Ooh. Ow. I imagine steel would be for the attack, while fuse would be for setting up maybe an advantage. Well, it's more about what he's what he's using to do what he wants to do. Brawling. But I mean, it, in some respects, brawling uh, and, and I mean it goes hand in hand, fuse and steel. Generally, steel is, is any you know implement, swords, bows. 
Do you have anything or wish to use anything? Slippery moss. Yes, that's the free tag. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We'll use the slippery moss so they can't get a good uh, charge and get me to plus two. So you essentially blunt their um, onslaught. Charge up, but I'm able to knock them back down the stone as they slip on the side. All right, they hiss at you, and, and uh, it's some sort of a bile substance begin to drip from the, the corners of their mouths, and, um, you know, they look kind of hungry. But you keep them at bay. Fantastic. The um, necromantic twins are sort of following and taking turns, keeping the thing at bay. They're not quite as adept at fighting beasts as you are. So let's hop on over to our poor beleaguered swordsman. Ha! <laughs> hmm. So now you have uh, three on you. Uh, which is going to give them a plus one bonus for numbers. Right. Frightful, isn't it? Actually, um, it, it is disturbing. <laughs> uh, did, did I interrupt you? or No, no, no. I'm, I'm just pondering what the best way to, to go about dispatching these beasts are. Hacking them to bits would actually be the uh, most effective. Preferred effect. method? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's what I'm good at. So I think we're just going to have to uh, go with that, and uh, if it gets really bad, we're going to have to invoke some muck. Now you're defending, so you could always use uh, stuff like acrobat with attitude and rolls with a punch and all that. And certainly when you're out- outnumbered, you could use two plates of better than one. Let's have them rush at you with with the uh, bile gripping maws and, and, and try to tear at you with their tiny, pathetic, vestigial arms. Well, uh, we are definitely going to be using their buddy as a meat shield to, to warn off the worst of this. So if I can't swing into my blades, I'll, I'll use my uh, trusty foul-mouthed uh, lizard flail. <laughs> okay, so they have a plus three for their combined attack. Okay, so we're on an even footing. That is not good. <laughs> we are literally fighting to a standstill. Oh! Because I have a plus three as well. All right, and I think you wish to invoke or um, make use of yeah, let's let's go with uh, a fate point here since I've got a bucket of them. If you want to use the environment things, it's free for for the first time. For well, a free tag. If you want to use your own, yes, it's. Yeah. I, I'm going to use my own. Uh, wh- okay. We uh, are basically using the one that is on me uh, to shield me from the other two, and at one point I will give it a boot, and as it goes sailing towards its buddies, I will literally roll back out of the uh, reach of all of them, and get myself some fighting space. All right. So that's our acrobat with an attitude. So it's kick, flip, roll, and come up on my own feet, because I'm good at that. <laughs> that that breaks us from a tie, so they're at uh, plus three, and I'm at plus five. Fantastic. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> uh, only if I get a spin. Ben, I guess it's your turn to do some damage to these poor creatures. These poor endangered Things. Okay, well, we're trying to make them endangered. <laughs> now that I've got some uh, space, uh, we can uh, get our sword swinging mojo on. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we will basically launch in, in, into an assault and using our web of steel and death, try to put some harm onto these guys. <laughs> okay. And that is a total of five. We are now harmful. Ooh. Yay! Harmful and hurtful. Oh, uh, that is a four. So uh, you you, st- uh, you certainly take out one of them with uh, in some fashion. Describe it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> I, I totally imagine it is a dance. 
as one bobs to the left, I weave to the right, and one of them is just a little too slow and gets skewered right in the eye. Because I guess you're flitting from rock to rock since uh, if you stepped in the muck, you'd be slipping and sliding and sinking. <laughs> yeah, the, the muck has its place, but not for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it gets down and dirty, I might be able to use the muck to my advantage. But, but right now, uh, we're all about uh, agility and uh, sword swinging room. I am quite willing to sit there and just poke them in the eyes until they stop fight, wanting to fight me anymore. All right, so uh, the, the giant on the stone. All right, I want to call on the nature spirits here in the swamp. The vines come out and try to wrap around these creatures and throttle the life out of them. Cool. Sounds good to me. You know, if you want to go all big, you could have them pull them into the muck and drown them. Yeah. Just saying. What if, what if they're impedious? <laughs> Yeah, you can breathe water, but you can't breathe mud. Well, it's my creatures. <laughs> <laughs> They're mud dragons. Damn. <laughs> uh, let's say plus two. So no, plus one. Yeah, that's not good. Ah, uh, you know we'll, the muck is calling. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll throw a fate point and use the muck to drag them into the muck. You get it for free. Uh, if you use the muck, uh, then that is a free tag. Oh. Wait, you used it already. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I no, you used the yeah. moss, not the muck. Oh, that's true. All you right. used the, the slippery moss rocks to get away from the first, and then now you're using the mud. So keep that faith point. So plus three. Aha, okay. Well, let's see how well they do. <laughs> not so terribly well. In fact, they do uh, one. Are they up mm-hmm. at a plus two? Uh, yes. And then a bonus one for... um. Numbers, but of course I roll a minus two, so that's yeah, awful. So yeah, I guess you, you know the vines grab them and and pull them, and what happens? They're pulled into the muck and they twitch a little bit, and their eyes bug out. They just sink down in the muck, just a couple tails sticking up. <laughs> they got to be twitching tails. <laughs> well, they twitch a little bit and then they stop. All right. Meanwhile, the, the necromancer starts. Uh, you know they've hurt, they've bloodied the, the, theirs. But it's uh, bitten uh, Imnar in the, in the leg, and he's sort of crawling away in the muck, desperately shouting, Get it, get it! While Itarmat is slashing at it. Um, I'll be able to tell apart now. <laughs> well, one has the tattoo on the left side of the face, and the other has it on the right side of the face. Yes, but when you're... Dr- they're not bitter enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess it's the remaining lizard thing still uh, gawping after the juicy, juicy swordsman. And, oh, okay. And three. I mean, that's a decent effort. Well, we can defend against that. Handily defend against that. Oh. They cannot <laughs> touch me. <laughs> and that's the way I like it. Like, ah. <laughs> you have to do better than that. I know. That's yeah, let's, let's, let's not have that song playing in our heads. You completely evade them. In fact, you, you, I quite believe, no? Well, it was only a three. three. Yes, you, you do get a spin. Well, in that case, I'll ju- I'm just nicking and slashing at them through my web of blades, and it's slowly bleeding them and uh, deterring them. All right, so h- how, how does that, uh, uh, lead into an opening for Garvar? Leaping from his stones. I have totally distracted them because they're totally focused on the flashy, stinging thing that is me. <laughs> Describe yourself in a a few words. I'm a flashy, stiggy thing. (laughs) (laughs) If it gets the job done. Yes. All right. 
So attack. And let's go with Garfar this time, then, and and add uh, and give him a plus one for whatever he's doing. Well, then I'll hurl my spear at one of them. Aha! Yeah. Ooh. And that's a mighty. Even with a with a spin, I got a zero. Oh. Well, they weren't expecting it. Survey says. Well, um, would you like to do something about that, or um? Well, let's see what their defense is, and then I'll tell you whether I need to spin. Sure. Boom. They have a pretty decent defense of five. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Given Rydek's display of swordsmanship, I don't feel too bad. He's doing well. All right. So, uh, you know, the spear, I guess, uh, leaps from one of them and then sort of glances off one of their, uh, uh, you know, scaly backs or something. Ah, I'd rather have it just sink solidly into the ground. It is mucky. Well, I can do that after. But I didn't want to have a myth that's so not Sword and sorcery main character. Okay, I'll make it swords and sorcery if you let it mess and sink into the muck. But, but I, I have a plan. Well, oh, well, it can still stick in the muck, but you know it'll slide off the scales first. As okay, it, okay. But by a fluke, they were angled poorly, so you know it it, it slides off instead of sticking, and uh, that it goes into the muck. There you go. Fine, fine. We can work with that. A glancing <laughs> blow. Yeah. Wait. So spear stuck in the muck because you know absolutely, Rydak uh, the the way his mind works, he sees situations and say I can do that. So seeing the spear stuck in the mud gives him a perfect reason to run forward, grab the spear, and swing around and kick one of them squarely in the jaw because he would do that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terribly dangerous. That sounds like a dangerous. It could Gambit. be, but it's also acrobat with attitude. It is, it is. That's true. So um, if we want to balance the compel with the fate point, uh, it still leaves me fate neutral. So. I don't know. I don't know if it's compel worthy unless I had something really, really. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, I'll gladly burn a fate point because that is just the way he totally rolls. And the lizards, yeah. of course, are not expecting boot to the face. It's like, whoa! <laughs> wasn't he swinging swords at us? Well, so apparently he can notice how to grab a pole with swords in both hands. <laughs> He's a pole dancer too. Yeah, he's a man of many talents. But the question is, is it effective or just flashy? Well, let's see. It's a minus. That is what your aspect defines, I think. Pretty much. Uh, And what you would I play, obviously. Would would I go against sweat instead of steel on that? For this, yes. Yes. Okay, so that's a total of three. Not too sure. Um, Let's see what uh, the lizards roll. Uh, Oh, that's good. Since they are all a one, all told. Well, and I'm so scatterbrained, I've already forgotten what you rolled. I rolled a three, so that's a margin of two. Yeah, good boot to the head. Which means you take them both out. I so am how does so that look? good. That, 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 <laughs> that literally looks like me grabbing the pole, going horizontal, kicking one, continuing in the arc, and kicking the second one in the head, continuing the swing around, and land on my feet. And then jerking out the spear. Thanks! Well done, Ryder. That was my plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meanwhile... The Necro Twins going, did we just see that? Where <laughs> <laughs> they go, how about this one? <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, the Twins have, have just dispatched theirs, barely. They appear uh, a little more impressed with Friday now than at the... Um, 
<laughs> the rebel space. Well, hey, that was that was just dead man's last grasp, <laughs> as opposed to gasp. You'd be surprised how much dead men grasp. Uh, you know, when when you're a necromancer. True. True. Well, we'll catch our breath. We'll return the spear to um, my uh, hearty friend. And we'll look at that nasty leg wound. That doesn't look good. No. um, Well, I don't know. But I think maybe we'll we'll be able to make something of one of these blooms. Uh, I think I recognize the the scent could be... uh, Well, it wouldn't aid anything, but at least it would stop infection. Of course, we could burn it, but I'm dubious of, you know, getting a fire started and all this. um, Yes. I take it it hasn't stopped raining. (laughs) Uh, it's light, you know, it's more like a light rain now, but it's still raining. It's, it's not cats and dogs like it was in the beginning. Ah. Or when you were at the docks. <laughs> so it's actually a reprieve from the rain, even if it hasn't yeah, it, stopped. Yeah, it, it's, it's a nice, mild drizzle. Well, I hope this was uh, worth the effort. Yes, uh, we too. Of course, um, now we just have to find the entrance and the vaults. And, uh. Hopefully they're not underwater. Indeed, and, uh, well, uh, you know, bamboo strips tend not, well, okay, they, yes, they want <laughs> to. Um, let's hope it's sealed. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so they make some sort of poultice from, from, uh, some of the blooms and, uh, bind, uh, Imnard's leg. I think that's the one I said had a leg wound. <laughs> well, like I said, they're <laughs> interchangeable. <laughs> Only now can yeah. I tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're walking along. Wait, didn't you have the leg wound? Stares at you dead. I know. In our begins with the I heard injury. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. So, having gotten past to the horrible elusive creatures, uh, whose special abilities I completely forgot to utilize, but that's just as well. You, uh, for our awesomeness. Indeed, indeed. You, uh, notice a half-sunken, uh, entryway, uh, with a much rotted portal, and it's sort of leading one way into the muck. It appears to be some sort of, you know, uh, the, the modern muck seems to, uh, pour down it and open up rather than fill it. It's an easy thing to make to make yourself to make your what? How do you say that? To to make your way inside. That, that's how you say it. Sheesh. I haven't spoken English in a while. Can you tell? <laughs> 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 so Well, we're glad to give you some practice. Excellent. Luckily, there are these faint luminescent lichen about the place, so you don't need any particular light source. It is, however, the bare minimum of what you need to see. So uh, you're not going to be able to identify much down there in terms of texts or bamboo strips or scrolls. I'm sure we can gladly bring those to the surface once we find some likely material. Indeed. Heck, let's make this a sweat roll to uh, make your way down to the various vaults without hurting yourselves terribly, and I'm going to want a plus one, and if you don't get it, fun stuff happens. If you do get it, you'll just get those scrolls needed. Yeah. Eating disease. Ooh, just made it. Aha! Oh, <laughs> well, of course you. Careless aplomb. <laughs> <laughs> Says, oh, watch out for that death trap. Uh, that stone's loose. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> I think these might be poisonous. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a plus five. 
Fantastic. Okay, so uh, you make your way down to the very, the very bottom of, of this ancient sunken train, find the vault, which indeed has been sealed in and, um, uh, luckily, sort of, well, unluckily, really, been, been, uh, sort of, uh, stale air tightened by, uh, muck. So it's a, it's a horrible reek, but, uh, once you get it up, out, I mean, open, yes, open. The indices are more or less safe. The scrolls stored in these leather castles, whole heaps of them. So, you know, you, you take a lading each, I guess, and head for the surface. We take as many as we can carry because, you know, I bet these have value back in Mukhor. <laughs> and there's always more uh, demons that need killing, so. <laughs> good point, good point. That says if we can turn this into an advantage, <laughs> it's a demon library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Is it, it's 10 to, it's 10 to already. Yeah. Um, because you have fun, and the next thing you know, the time is flying. <sighs> the dog is barking, saying, I want some more enchiladas. <laughs> I really hope that we would finish this this time, but okay. Wow, you know, this is some really interesting reading. Do you know that Sheba has four breasts? She who? One of the demons. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I thought you said Shiva. Like, what? <laughs> Isn't that a he? <laughs> It could be, but still, four of them. <laughs> Is there a picture? <laughs> well, it's just a drawing, but... <laughs> we'll save that one for later. So if you haven't figured it out, Rydak is totally a child of 1970s D&D. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So yeah, I guess uh, ne- next time we'll, we'll uh, have a... a um the scouring of the indices for information uh, about this Yaharach. And, um, yeah. Then we have have John show up going like, dude, that was my library. (laughs) (laughs) You killed all my snake buddies. (laughs) (laughs) That would be appropriate. Uh, On that note, I I think I will bid you all fondue and thank you for the fun little game there. Yeah. Uh, Perfectly welcome. Uh, I had fun, so so cool. Y'all take care. Have fun, people. Bye-bye. Todd or... Yeah, Todd. Yes. Uh, Oh, cool. See? You just have to know how to summon me. (laughs) Say my name three times. Poof! It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com. Find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.